to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks with uh, Blake Howard and Sophie Live. Oh, the honking. Oh, it's been a long time between honks. So long. So, so long. We're so sorry. Sorry, guys. Had a bit of a hiatus. It was the holidays. It was, yeah, it was my my holidays. If if my if I didn't already have a toddler, it would be called a baby moon, but it wasn't really a baby moon. It was just some, you know, pre-next baby holidays. Oh. And then one of our dear friends, Gaggle of Geeks alumnus, Maria Lewis, was married. She got hitched. Got hitched. On the day that we go out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so there was no recording on that day because no. I was there. Yes, you were. And I was dressed... As the one and only. As, well, I mean, we've got to play the, we've got to play the grab. It's so early in this show. We haven't even been in it for two minutes. But I know. We've, we've got to play this. What are you doing? I'm sorry I'm not J.J. Abrams. They say, oh, Tiger, we wish we called you J.J. Abrams. You were J.J. Abrams? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, I didn't cosplay as J.J. Abrams. Um, I cosplayed for our weekly Watiti as the one and only Tiger Watiti. So he's famously... Um, when they were at Comic-Con, had this awesome wallpaper uh, set of clothes, shorts, and shirt, pink-ish, yep. covered in pineapples and a couple of birds. Little jumpsuit. Little sort of jumpsuit, yeah. Very, 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 very swish. And when I saw that, because Maria, like, uh, like Soph and I are such massive fans of Taika, um, I, I texted her and said, oh, this is the outfit that I should wear to your wedding. And the response that I got back was simply, in all caps, I dare you. <laughs> Fast forward, what, <laughs> two, three years? <laughs> no, it was like a, about a year, about a year or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About, yeah, about nine, ten months. I feel like I've seen, like, it feels so long ago since she was proposed to. So I was like, oh, yeah, that was like two, three years ago. But no. Yeah, it's not that long ago that they they planned it all, and so yep. I was there, and and I had the honour of being the MC. Aww. And so as the MC, I got to stand up there in my tiger clothes, and Maria took a snap. She did, and she posted it on Twitter. She posted on Twitter, <laughs> and then she tagged you. She tagged me, and she also tagged the man himself, Tiger Waititi, and as at. Right this minute, Maria's post of me next to Taika Waititi saying, her post was, did your bestie dress as your Polynesian hero to MC a wedding? Because Blake is Batman, went in, bro. <laughs> and she put a picture of Taika and a picture of I side by side showing off the outfit. And uh, her tweet has had 25 retweets, 557 likes. And one of the people who liked it, was Taika himself, who then retweeted it. And his his retweet his his uh, flagging of the post has now had two hundred and six likes. Yeah. But oh. my last post just went viral. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it for the show. That that was all we wanted that's, out of Gaggle of Geeks. Yeah, that's good, guys. So to get a, a mention a- <laughs> from Taika, which Blake has somehow done. Magically. I didn't do it. It was all Maria. <laughs> it was all Maria and uh, and just me wearing uh, an absolutely delightful pineapple outfit. 
And delightful it was. And I'm so happy because I now can put it in my wardrobe rotation. It's just been so happy when you you have this kind of, you know, uh, murderer of an outfit uh, waiting in your wings of your wardrobe. It sucks, but now it's there. It's done. It's done. How the hell are you, Ben? I'm good. Ben, it's been busy. We... Show went on without you. I know. <laughs> I'm I know. so hot right now on two SCR listening on Saturdays. Um, but yeah, it's been hectic, man. But so much good geekiness happening. Yeah, lots Since. of good stuff. And like, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but like, we are in proper obsessive Infinity War countdown mode. One week. One week. It's crazy. How is it already been one week? It feels like just, yes, over like, it's so far away. Yeah, it just creeps up on you. And like what I've found in this last couple of weeks, because I haven't been like in the trenches, mm. is like I opened up my Twitter after days. Like I hadn't opened it in days and there's just a million things happening and you're just like, Jesus, okay, I have to catch up. And now I, I've, I've got a page in my notebook where people are like, oh, did you see this? Or did you read this article? Or did you read this cool bit of news? And I'm like, okay, where was that? All right, cool. I'll check out. Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. It's really funny. I'm actually like just trying to cut myself off <laughs> from all of that just so I get a very kind of clean viewing, like no other opinions kind of. Yeah. Oh, I'm staying away from all Infinity War stuff at this point. Yeah. But it's impossible to miss because it's freaking everywhere. There's a giant billboard, billboard. <laughs> outside yeah. of the 2 Studios. You can't escape it at all. What do you do? Nah, you can't do, do you anything. Do? Can't do nothing. No, but how excited are you to see it? I'm pretty... Uh, I'm keen. I'm pretty keen. There's something else that comes out next week that I'm really excited about, probably more. So let's just... Maybe we jump straight into like... Westworld 2's coming out. Yes. Like a 71 minute premiere. This was already a show that, you know, it, they touted as a potential contender to sort of take the throne of Game of Thrones because we're, you know, coming up to our last seasons of the show. And the first season, I think, is just, it's perfect. Like, I have no, there is not a flaw in that series for me at all. It's absolutely crushed it. And it seemed like this has been waiting for so long for, for it to come back. And now it's already back and they've got a stacked season. They're doing some weird stuff, apparently. Um, Jonah Nolan, one of the show's creators and writers, Jonah Nolan, Chris Nolan's brother, the guy who kind of wrote a couple of movies, Dark Knight. Mm, I'm talking about yeah, yeah, just... Yeah, 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 a couple of absolutely massive movies um, <laughs> um, that we all love. But uh, yeah, so he's 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 one of the main men behind it, and uh, Lisa Joy and uh, is his co-producer. And what's crazy is he's going to be going onto Reddit and posting all of the spoilers of the show. What? Yeah. How? Is he going to be that dickhead on Reddit? <laughs> no, he's just like, look. Under like a pseudonym, please don't. No, no, he's going as himself. And okay. this is w- this is the thing. So like those of you guys who've watched Westworld, I'm not going to spoil anything, but suffice to say is once you've watched a com- the complete series and you're not and, and you're not following along week to week, you have an amazing experience because you can go back and actually it's a show that really inspires you to go back to have a look at the threads because it's it's tied together. There's um you know the there's questions of timelines and things like that. Um and that's about as much as I can say without going deep into spoiler territory. And what he said, I because he, he's a Game of Thrones fan as well. He said, look, one thing I loved about the early seasons of Game of Thrones is that because the books existed, people could like the first sort of five seasons spoil the living daylights out of the show. Yeah. Like online. And if you really wanted to do that, 
you could totally do it. But if you wanted to like be a person who was on the sidelines, um, and, and just go, nah, I'm not going to look at anything, you could. And so because Westworld is an original concept and because it's a show that does have a lot of these threads is like the thing that was, it was and is really frustrating is that people like they, guess threads then people say that there's a threads and then like they do Mm. these big articles and it gets all this attention to try and figure the show out instead of just enjoying the show unfold yeah and so like he's just going to go i'm going to be a single source of truth and just dump the entire spoilery timeline plot blah blah all in one hit myself control it and then if people don't want to look at it they don't have to look at it and it kind of diffuses the the reddits i don't know but at the same time is it not some kind of joy in speculating on what happens next and where this universe may or may not take you. Westworld was the most written about show of that year, more than Game of Thrones, Mm. the year it came out. And they happened in the same year, just at different times of the year, because of that very reason. People were like theorizing and doing all this stuff. So I don't know. It's like what came first, the the cool TV show or the speculation. Like It's like literally people speculating on where it's going to go. I I mean, for me, I'm not going to look at it. I, I'm dying to see the show, but I would not, I am nothing, it, you know, you're going to have to like Alex me from A Clockwork Orange and like pin my eyes open to read the spoilers page. I don't <laughs> want to know. I want to watch the show. No, I'd rather watch the show and I don't mind reading speculation because I just really do enjoy seeing what wild shit people have come up yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, It cool. is really entertaining. And then when you're like, well, they were way off. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of endearing in a way it's just like no next time <laughs> we'll get you next time we'll get you but so next week it's westworld but also next week it's also the handmaid's tale season two. Oh, that's a big one yeah so that drops on april 26th on sbs straight directly right after the u.s that's good sbs have got a good deal there they do handmaids that's really good so not binges last time because they waited <laughs> and this time's like we're not waiting um but it should be interesting because while Westworld's a totally original concept, no one knows anything. Handmaid's Tale, based on the book, but now we're just... it. The first season ended where the book ended. So no one knows where it's And that, it's the Game of Thrones phenomenon, right? Like it people is, are totally just, is. It's just like you're going off book and uh, it's really going to be super interesting if George R. R. Martin's just sitting there going, I hate everything they've done and he just rewrites <laughs> it all. Because that totally could be the way that it goes. Totally, so... Two huge shows to return to next week. Massive. And we're not just waiting for Infinity War. We're waiting for one of our favourite movies. Uno. 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 It's coming up. It is. This is the final trailer. There's been a thousand TV spots. You're going to smash your face against the ground. But here is the latest story of Solo, a Star Wars trailer, otherwise known on this show as Uno. Uno. You're after something. Is it revenge? Money? Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver, and I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? You got a line on a ship? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything. 
you've heard about me is true. Whoa. <laughs> L3! Let's go with the mean man's face. Who are these guys? If you come with us, you're in this life for good. You might wanna buckle up, baby. give you some advice we assume everyone will betray you and you will never be disappointed i got a really good feeling about this since when do you know how to fly 190 years old you look great push it trailer dropped last week. Did? And I think it's been the most hype for this movie since. So far. So far. this trailer was a bit different and it was all the things that you love, Blake. It was very Western. Westerns, yeah. <laughs> had, some, had some cool Western shit in it. Had some great every single rumour you've heard of me is true young Lando Calrissian. Oh my God. Childish Gambino. Oh, more Donald Glover. More Donald Glover. Don- I want more Donald Glover. Donald Glover is <laughs> delicious. No, like, he- we literally were doing <laughs> those eyes at each other when that was playing. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's a beautiful man. And the uh, the uh, probably the biggest touch, the, the, the nicest touch was the Chewbacca touch, you know. You're mm. 190 years old. You look great. Um, that was fun. Uh, what did happen, though, was quite unfortunate, which is that Ron Howard... Now, right now, Ron, you've really... You know, in the words of... in the <laughs> In the words of uh, the delightful Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained, you had my curiosity. And this trailer and the recent things, you've now had my attention. Mm-hmm. You have my attention. Mm-hmm. And then he went out and said this. Solo is inspired by Michael Mann's Heat and Thief. To which we reply... Albert, what's wrong with you? Ron, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> don't heat. All right. So if people don't know, <laughs> let's 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 rewind, let's, let's rewind a little for bit. Like ten seconds. Just ten seconds. Blake Howard is a massive fan of heat. Perhaps the biggest heat fan in the world. To the point where he's created his own podcast where he analyzes analyzes lovingly every minute of the film. Called One Heat Minute. <laughs> Yes. We're up to 50, 50 episodes in. So you've done 58 minutes? No, 50 minutes of the show. Oh, 50. 50. 50. I've recorded about 70. <laughs> <laughs> I only have 100 to go. It's now, got there's, so much more. There's a it's a 170-minute film, the theatrical release for, from Warner Brothers that's on the Blu-ray, which is what I'm using, not the definitive edition. Um, but what, what I continue to marvel at with Michael Mann's 1995 crime opus is that... It is an instantly iconic film. Mm-hmm. It is unique and it is inimitable. What that means is cannot be imitated. <laughs> uh, 
Do you hear that wrong? (laughs) (laughs) So, look, I like the inspired by, but there's just a couple of instant things that you have to look at in the trailer. Obviously, you can't tell. Michael Mann's obsessed with professionals. He doesn't like... Funnily enough, he doesn't like stupid cowboys. They're usually the people who create problems in his movies. So when you say that it's inspired by a group of professionals, that then leans into the fact that hopefully there are some people who are professionals in this and Han is the cowboy, the bumbling cowboy. But saying that it's inspired by heat, really, and what he means by inspired by heat and thief is really that it's probably going to have some set pieces that reminiscent of heat where there's like big action sequences. It might try and imitate the pacing, but it's not going to be about real human drama. When people say bullshit, like it's fucking inspired by heat. They're not talking about what it is. It is a crime drama about America, about men, about professionals. It is not the action. The action is a part of it. And so when I hear this, wait, I'm just wait, like, wait, can I just pause you for one second? <laughs> Are we going to start the rant? This is the rant. Let's rant. Are we going to start the rant? <laughs> Let's rant. This is the fucking rant, okay? The rant is, when people say it's inspired by, great. But the question I would always ask is, what the fuck are you actually inspired by? Are you inspired by the action? Are you inspired by the luscious photography? Are you inspired by the left-of-field location choices, which Michael Mann spent, count them, nine months every single weekend, Friday and Saturday night, doing random radio calls with LA people to find these places, including nightclubs underneath Payless Shoe places, Koreatown back alleys, abandoned drive-ins, places where they used to have dog fighting. You're not saying you're inspired by heat. You just like Michael Mann action movies. You're trying to be fucking effortlessly cool. And guess what? You're not going to be fucking heat. So just don't say that you're going to be heat. (laughs) You have to let other people say that you're like heat or reminiscent of heat. That is the only way. Thief, also a fucking straight-up masterpiece. James Kahn is the main guy. Named Frank is a jewel thief in Chicago. Riddled with... Amazing character actors. It was Dennis Farina's first big movie role, who we love. His delicious moustache. Rest in peace, Dennis Farina. Um, incredible, respected, like stylish, slick movie. Frank, again, is a guy who's just gotten out of prison, has a very uh, idealized idea of what his life is going to be, draws that up on a picture and starts to do high so he can make that dream come true and then he's going to get out. Does have some cool professionals, does have some cool bad guys, but the thing is, when people say they're inspired by it, they miss what is essential about man. He's just essaying like professionals. So, Ron, I am going to see Uno, and I am going to like it, probably, because it has Chewbacca in it, and any movie that has Chewbacca in it is doing a lot of fucking trouble for me not to like it. <laughs> True? True, and Donald Glover. And, oh, of course, Donald Glover, oh my God, and he's totally delicious, pimping version of the Millennium Falcon, which I'm super excited about as well. But, like, every line he said in that trailer is just like, little shiver, little shiver, <laughs> little shiver. Uno, uno. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm done. Any movie that says it's inspired by heat, shut the fuck up, okay? Be quietly inspired by heat, but let other people say whether you stand up to it. Let other people... Like, if you're inspired by... You're all... Like, this movie was a dog's breakfast. You're like the second director, okay? Second or third? (laughs) Could be third. Actually, it is third because it was two guys. But you're the third director of this movie, technically. Don't fucking say that you're like the masterpiece, inimitable, like, masterpiece from Michael Mann. That the closest movie that it's ever come to even touching it is The Dark Knight. And The Dark Knight is still light years away from how good heat is. 
I've missed these rants. There's my fucking rant. I've missed these rants that so point. much. Like, were you holding that in this whole week? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's highly likely. It's highly likely. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. No, I wasn't holding it in for the whole week. Just from the second I read the headline, <laughs> which is probably a week ago. Just slowly steaming. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that rant's going to make a, an appearance in one heat minute. Uh, it might. Uh, it could. Uh, if Soph, you know, Soph and I have said that we're going to, she's going to come on and do a one heat minute. Um, I, I think I might save it for that one, just to talk again. You know, after you watch it, it's you know, I, I just think it's great to be inspired by, but like. You know, like a brick mm-hmm. was sort of Maltese Falcon. Yeah. Like it's Maltese Falcon in a high school. And even behind the scenes, Ryan Johnson told all of his cast, we've got to watch the Maltese Falcon. You've got to watch the Maltese Falcon. You've got to watch the Maltese Falcon. But at no point did Ryan Johnson, when he made that movie, come out and go, I was inspired by the Maltese Falcon. Until the movie came out. <laughs> and then until people heaped praise upon it. And then he talked about his inspirations. But you don't do it with heat. It's just like the scare. It's like. It's like saying it's inspired by the Godfather. Like, shut up, stop, walk <laughs> away, walk away. And to say and just say it before it's even out. Stop, just stop, Ron. You should know better. You're an amazing filmmaker. Oh my god, he's such a good filmmaker. Stop, walk away, <laughs> walk away. No more interviews. No more tweets. Just wait till. I'm fucking... like, if he walks away, they'll have to find a fourth no, director. No, no, no. <laughs> No, walk away. Just walk away from the interviews. Walk away from the publicity. I round. shouldn't have read that. That was one tweet I shouldn't have read. <laughs> I really shouldn't have read it. Are you feeling okay? I'm all right. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm cool. It's getting hot in this little snuggly studio. It really is. It really is. Like the heat has just risen and Blake's face has actually gone red. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. There's some old news. There's one more to jump out of this rant. There's some old news and then there's some ripping cool news from today, uh, mm. like pretty much today. So the old news is there's a little bit more news on the casting of the new Terminator film, which is freaking awesome. And um, so we've got some great stuff coming up there. Yeah. So Gabrielle Luna has been cast as the Terminator. Yeah, so Diego Boneda and Mackenzie Davis, who we talked about in one of our last episodes, was cast mm-hmm. in the Terminator film. Obviously, we know that Linda Hamilton's coming back. Arnie's yes. coming back. James Cameron is producing. Tim Miller, the guy who directed... Um, Deadpool. Deadpool. Like, again, a ripping director. And also directed the... one. Uh, he directed the commercial Tim Miller did of Arkham Origins. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, the one where like you see Batman like like uh, like Bruce Wayne and he gets beaten up and goes all the way to the young Batman. That like that's a little Tim Miller special. Um, so excited for him to be there. Great, like clearly a good director. Really enjoyed Deadpool. Action comedy. He's got the beats. Um, guided by James Cameron, which is amazing. But this, what is so cool, immediately makes me excited is that Gabriel Luna, who's a Hispanic guy, is the Terminator. Like the Robert Patrick casting. Mm-hmm. In Terminator 2 as the Terminator is just so like mwah, like perfection. And I was listening to a podcast the other day and they actually like re- re- made me remember like that the, they cast the supermodel as the Terminator in Terminator 3. Yeah. Who made her boobs bigger when she was going to get a ticket. Yeah. Oh, God. What was that? Yeah. And the then, Danish model. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever her name was. Then Christiana in Terminator. Loken. And then in yeah. um, Terminator Salvation, it was Sam Worthington. Yeah. Sort of, except there were other But people, he wasn't. But he was and wasn't. He was, That movie yeah. was awful. That was, that was something. And, and then, you took know. Took Christian Bale down a couple of notches. And then, yeah. <laughs> then, then hashtag um, uh, Doctor Who is pretty much 
um, uh, was pretty much the Terminator, and and that was weird. <laughs> and Jason Clark, the Aussie yeah. Jason Clark, was which which is even weirder. Yeah. Um, it just seemed really off off the wall, and so it's so cool to just watch James Cameron come back and 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 sort of be guiding it and saying, nope, this is y- 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 you need people like James Cameron sometimes because mm. he, like, he made Titanic billion dollar movie. Yeah. Like one of the highest grossing movies ever. Mm. He made Terminator 2, one of the highest grossing movies ever. Avatar, the highest grossing movie ever, I think, until very recently, until some of these Marvel movies have finally eclipsed it. Um, he has like, like, fuck you authority. You know, mm. he can walk onto a set and be like, or walk into a studio and go, no, fuck you, I'm doing it my way, or bugger off. And what's really awesome is that now that he's back in the Terminator franchise, that you can really tell that, you know, he, he may not be, like, directing it himself because, obviously, the Avatar movies are coming around as well, but it's really cool to have his authority to go yes, no, and just guide it because it, like, it feels like this movie's there for the taking now. I actually really enjoyed Shirley Mason as, the, as, a, as a Terminator in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, like, that's a... That was just, like, a twist I was not expecting. I was like, oh! Yeah, the, the Sarah Connor... The Sarah Connor Chronicles. God, that's a really hard show to say. It really is. Um, Sarah- it was a great show. <laughs> Good show. Um, what I was going to say is that is a that was a braver show than any of the Terminator movies have been. As in, totally the you, risk they took. the risks taking risks, being brave totally. with casting and and really the, questioning like the humanity of these androids quintessentially. Yeah, that was a, that, so many levels. Yeah, that was a good one. That that uh, way way smarter. And bra- like braver than any of the more recent Terminators. And then some arsehole had to cancel it. How good is Terminator Two? Like Terminator so One, good. is is <laughs> is one of those incredible movies that you just sort of uh, get flabbergasted with how good it is. But mm. Terminator Two, it just Terminator it Two sh- is is perfection. Oh yeah, it just makes one look like novice compared yeah. to two. Yeah, like the, his his filmmaking aptitude from one to two is. Out of control is out of control. It's so good, and you know that's a movie that, you know, talking about we, we talked about my rant heat, but like talk about a movie that stands the test of time and stands up to like thousands of viewings. I, I can't even think of how many times I've watched Judgment Day, mm. but that movie is so amazing. And so just even having when you hear James Cameron's name and Terminator again, it like warms your heart. Like whenever anyone else had it, it's a little bit unlike. Unlike the Star Wars is where he had Lucas fatigue to an extent and then you had these weirdos that were saying they oh now bring him back and but there's some franchises where when the, the creatives can kind of relinquish their control a little bit, it's sort of good. Mm. Um and yeah, I just oh man, I'm really, really impressed that he's back. <laughs> Considering how many universe reboots this <laughs> franchise yeah. has had. Yeah, James Cameron's like, Hey, hey, hey. We're just ignoring everything anyone else has done. This is my Terminator 3. How do you like that? It's my Terminator 3. You know what would be so ballsy? What? The most baller thing ever. If you just named it Terminator 3. <gasps> oh, can he? <laughs> because like, Terminator 3 was like Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines or something. So if it doesn't have that tagline, it will be just Terminator 3. And like Terminator 3, 3. T-H-E. R double E and just like yeah, that's screw it. you, screw, <laughs> like, screw rise all, of the machine, all, screw all, M- salvation, oh salvation, Genesis that's spelt really weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> they have to be edgy, Blake. Oh, I freaking hate edgy spelling of anything. It's so dumb. <laughs> if you are spelling things edgy, you suck. Like there's no, that's it's it. <laughs> It's like you've lost. The what are you doing? <laughs> the content is what has to be good and edgy. No, 
spelling. <laughs> no, we got some great news though. Let's 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 drop some lady power. So exciting. So Harley Quinn, obviously breakout character of Suicide Squad. No Best one, thing in it. Yeah, no one really cared about anybody else nope. in that film. Um, she's getting her own solo movie. It's been talked about for ages, but now they... It's been ping-ponging. Yeah. We've heard so many different things. Totally. But now, like just probably last 24 hours, they have confirmed a director and... She's a woman, <laughs> yeah, and Asian, which is seems wow. Oh my god, what is this? Are they taking risks y- finally? Yeah. So Kathy Yan is the filmmaker's name. She won her film, which is not released yet. I'm sorry, it's just slipped my mind. I might do some googling while we're having a look for it now. Is um, yeah, C- Kathy Yan. Um, her film was it won the Best Ensemble Award at Sundance. It's called Dead Pigs, and um, so. Uh, sorry, a World Cinema Dramatic Ensemble for Acting at the Sundance Film Award. That's the full name of the award that her uh, film's won. It hasn't actually got a full distribution uh, yet, but very promising. Clearly, you know, a big distributor in Warner Brothers has seen the film at Sundance and they were like, wow, this is a really talented filmmaker that we're keen to get. Yeah. And Margot Robbie, what what is so awesome, and this is so like, this is like one of those Aussies that we, you know, get to be exceptionally proud of out there, is that Margot Robbie is not only like a powerhouse actress, she's a freaking badass when it comes to production right now. So she's got her own production company and she's had a lot of influence with Warner Brothers around the kinds of films that she wants to make and she's really keen on, you know, strong female leads, diverse casts. And so here, for that sort of inclusion piece, really championing this young, exciting filmmaker to be pulled into the fray. And so now, what was looking like Batgirl as the next focus for Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers, the DC New Gods piece has already come in with Ava. And yes. now... Kathy Yan, this young Asian filmmaker, dy- you know, dynamic new voice, they've sort of grabbed her and said, we need her to do the Harley Quinn solo movie, which they're touting as potentially Birds of Prey. Yeah, so, which is kind of exciting because Birds of Prey is one of my favourite comic books. It's a great comic book. It's yeah. a, and it's like, it's it's the movie that you wish they had the balls to make before Suicide Squad because mm. it's got so much potential. It's you know you can introduce a Barbara Gordon in there because it's Batgirl. You can introduce Huntress to people, and there's many different versions of Huntress, so it's exciting that they can sort of go there. Um, you've got uh, is it Black Canary? Black Canary. Black Canary is really great. Um, people might be a bit more familiar with the character thanks to Arrow. Yes. So. Yeah, like I mean, the thing I'm most excited about, and, and it was pointed out, and I think the True Hollywood Reporter article. Uh, or sorry, deadline was, isn't it freaking exciting that Warner Brothers have got the next three movies are Aquaman, so they've had they've Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. which Patty obviously Jackie. Patty, um, James Wan, yep. who's you know Asian Australian, like how what <laughs> yeah a- a- Asian Australian, Kathy Yan, young yep. Asian American, and Ava, you know a- 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 an African American woman. And two women, so three out of four, three three out of four are women, and so just some really exciting creative talent. Unfortunately, we're still yet to see any of the like other than Wonder Woman with Patty, which was amazing. We're still yet to see some of these, so still there's a little bit of the, um, you know, the the Snyder handover period, which has got a bad taste in a few people's mouths. But yeah, but it's it, nice that everything isn't so firmly held by Snyder, and it's just like, oh my god, we can get of that. CPR field yeah. <laughs> space. It's 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 just exciting. That's what's really cool about some of the better Marvel movies is that you can really feel the creative touch of the of the person that's behind it. And you've got, 
you know, Ava. That's amazing. Yeah. James James Wan is a terrific director of movement and tension, and let's just hope that the bigness of Aquaman can help him out with that, you know, mm. can can sort of make that happen. But you saw it with, like, Thor Ragnarok. It's like it had Taika wit- written all over yeah, it. Yeah, all Taika. And it's like, in such a huge success, it's just let the directors do what they do. Don't smother them with... Yeah, when you hire them, yeah. you know what you're going to get. So let them be unleashed. Like try and control to a certain extent, but you've got to kind of you kind of got to go nuts. Mm. So exciting. Yeah, it's good. It's really cool. That's great. Like I read that. That's one of the pieces of news in the last 24 hours. We both read it. Like yeah, like mm. that's awesome. But yeah, it's definitely going to be Marvel's week though. And next week, won't it, Blake? <laughs> well, hopefully. I mean, we're, like the show's back. Back with a vengeance next week with a huge show talking all things Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Spoiling the living daylights out of it for everyone. Are you doing a midnight screening? I think I have to because Disney, like in some of these massive ones, they just do not have a screening. They oh. just like, there's no press screening. And so, you know, Sophie and I are really lucky that occasionally we get to go to press screenings for either So Hot Right Now or for Gaggle or for my own freelancing stuff. And, you know, they are just flat out. We don't need a screening. Why don't they need a screening? Because everybody going to see this movie. <laughs> everybody going to see this movie. And so, yeah, I'm, I might go out, because it's, you know, opens Anzac Day and Oz, so that'll be like Tuesday midnight. Is it Anzac Day and Oz that it opens? Yeah. Day earlier? A day earlier. Excellent. Wednesday. Wednesday. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, I know what I'm doing then. <laughs> yeah, so Anzac Day. See, um, I thought it was just your, your your old regular Thursday release. Nah, new, 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 new. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'll check it out, but obviously we'll touch base. But yeah, see, we it. have to plan it, Blake. This yeah. is a big deal. It is a big deal. <laughs> uh, it is. Look, I, I'm 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 excited. I'm excited for the prospect of it. Um, I saw a really great tweet before where someone had uh, photoshopped. Uh, the the cover of the Infinity War soundtrack and they're like they're like oh this soundtrack looks bad and then like on the back it was like track one Cap dies track two Thor dies track three Iron Man <laughs> dies track four DC Universe dies and it was like it was something to that effect and I really enjoyed it but yeah look it's gonna be a big movie I hope for you who are listening um, it's one of those movies that is gonna have the shit spoiled out of it. It honestly is. If you don't see it within that first weekend block, you're screwed. Because yeah, if you don't spoilers see it, are going to be flying come uh, Monday. Uh, like, if you don't see it that weekend, like, I, I, I'm even going to hazard to say, if you don't see it in the first two days, you're done. The spoilers are going to be everywhere. Especially when it's, a, like, a public holiday. In Oz, it will be. In Oz. It's like, no excuse here not yeah, to so see it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely... Uh, I'm definitely going to take Twitter hiatus until I've seen it. Like, and that will probably happen maybe Monday of next week. See, that's an issue for me because that's the only way I communicate with Blake these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've gone off Facebook. I've gone off Facebook. I left it. I left it after Cambridge Analytica. I was like, it was I'm... really funny because I was texting on Facebook thinking, oh, Blake, this is weird. Blake hasn't seen any of my messages. not reply. It's just not like Blake at all. Why is he being so rude? Oh, yeah, that's right. He left. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I I did. But I've I've reactivated Messenger now, so Sophie and I can communicate by both Twitter DM and uh, Facebook DM. <laughs> but, yeah, I, um, I'm out. But, no, look, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm... I know it sounds bad, but, like, I'm way more keen. I'm, like, way, way, way more keen to see 
Even Solo. I was going to say, is this going to be Uno? Uno. No, the movie I'm waiting and I'm, I'm freaking dying to see is Mission Impossible Fallout. Like, that is my big blockbuster <laughs> that I'm dying to see. And so I'm, I'm keen to see Infinity War because, you know, everyone's been invested for such a long time. But, I, you know, all I can... I'm just hoping for people who are like... Because I'm not... You know me, so like I'm a geek, but I'm not as, like, invested in the success of a Marvel movie because I just, like... I'm like, yeah, cool. I, I just... There's two things that can't happen. Otherwise, there is a rant coming. If there's a fucking massive blue light in the sky in this movie... <laughs> There might be a 40-minute rant. Blake, of course it's going to be a blue light in the sky. They're fighting in space. I don't <laughs> They're mind. fighting in space. It's going to be plank. There's going to be like 30 blue lights. Oh, shit. This rant's going to be off the chain. So. It's going to be both of us just going. Ah! Blue lights. All oh, the blue lights. But see, for me, the one that I'm really, the film I really want to see in this first half is Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Looks great. Looks a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be it's a- like, I'm like, is this the last part before Disney take over and take all your creative control back of Deadpool? I don't know. Look, yeah. I, I'm i just, you know, I hope that they, they absolutely crush it. I hope it makes a lot of money. I hope it's just good. Like, I hope it's just really good. And, um, they're like, the one thing that I've seen in the media, I've tried to stay away so much, but the only thing I've seen is, you know, I just hope that they don't try and lay the platforms for any Phase 4 shit in this movie. I hope they tell a story. Like, this has been leading up to this. This is a part one, though, so it'll have to. No, I'm I'm happy with it laying the platform for part two. Like, leaving... Mm. Like, that's what's so good about a... You know, that's what's so cool. Let's just use the Star Wars arc. What's so cool about the episode seven to episode eight handoff is that it leads right into mm. like you're up to a moment and then it starts and there's that moment, you know, like seconds after it's happening. So, I mean, I I think it's going to leave us with something. It's going to leave us with something big and it doesn't, you know, Infinity War doesn't really sound like the heroes are going to be in a really good spot at the end of this movie. Everyone dies. Everyone dies. Um, but I just hope that they don't do too much lip service to other bullshit. I hope they just really try and tell this story because literally... I think they're learning because, you know... Everything's led to this. Yeah. Everything. Everything has. And, you know, a lot of things that when they did do that, like Doctor Strange, just didn't go well. No. So they've learned. I think they've learned. I hope Stick they've... to the damn story. I hope they've learned. Oh, you would hope... Feige, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, whenever I say hope, and this is like, this is where movies have poisoned my brain. It's like whenever I say hope, or someone's like, I really hope that happens. I really, I just, there's a great line in Bad Santa from Billy Bob Thornton mm. that says, wish in one hand, shit in the other, see which one fills up first. And so <laughs> <laughs> whenever anyone says I hope, I'm like, and then I go, I hope, I wish. Well, I'm going to wish in one hand and shit in the other and probably going to end up shit. But look. For all of those, we'll be on the front lines with you, probably at those midnight screenings. I hope you have a blast. Um, if you recognize us from our Twitter uh, uh, from our Twitter handles, come say hi. Just wave at us. Wave. Come we'll say, wave back. We'll, we'll wave back. We'll, and and, and we'll, we'll be very happy and excited and thrilled if it's great. If there are 4,000 blue lights and you see Sophie and I frowning and pouting on the way out, I'd probably walk away. Uh- Actually, can you please, if you see us in the cinema, can you all just stick like your phones up in the darkness and go and be like, and I can just go, look, Blake, blue lights in the sky. Help! 
Here comes the rant. <laughs> but you can find Soph on Soho right now every Saturday. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. And at Soph underscore lie on uh, the Twitters. I'll be there. She's there. Tweeting duck and dog photos. And I'll be at like his Batman, often tweeting about heat in an equally positive light to what you've heard today. Um, and uh, about geeky things. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a good, it's been a bit of a break, but I'm so glad we're back. I'm glad we're back too. And look, you really, she goaded me into this rant. Like I was ready to just like taper off and you just you poked the bed. You were so fired up and I'm like, I'm just going to put this in there. This is the rant. This, <laughs> she's right. She's so right. That rant was just waiting to happen. Well, can't wait for the lights in the sky rant next week. Till then. Bye. Bye.